Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey man, how many of you have been in this scripture? Let's look at this scripture. This Isaiah 54 was messing me up. Let's go look at Isaiah 54, verse 7, and the Amplified Bible. I like it. I know you like it. And if you don't like it, just read it with me anyway. Are you okay? Isaiah 54, 7, Amplified, classic. I like the little extra, right? God starts talking about this. Now, I want you to pull this in. For a brief moment, now, everything I read to you today, pull it in. For a brief moment, I forsook you, but with great compassion and mercy, I will gather you to me again. He makes it real clear. He said, look, he said, I had to pass on by from it. Look at verse 8. Just wrap it up. We've been here, but you need to really let these scriptures kind of saturate in your spirit because how many know it's a stretch of truth to believe your, to sometimes believe about you what God wrote about you. You know what I mean? Like, I got to see me the way God sees me because so many times I see me like religions and all that other stuff, but that's not true. A little while, I what? In a little while, burst my wrath and I hid my face from you for a moment. But with age-enduring love and kindness, I will have compassion and mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. He said, look, this is how I'm coming at you. Ain't good? I'm going to have mercy and compassion on you. I'm your Redeemer. He said, I hid my face from you, but now I'm in it. Look at verse 9. Look at verse 9. Right? For this is like the days of Noah. Man, I don't know about you, but this got me, right? Ain't that good news? As the days of Noah that I swore that the water of Noah should no more go over the earth, so I swore to you that I will not be angry with you nor rebuke you. Man, ain't that good news. God's like, look, just like the days of Noah when I promised I'll never flood the earth again, I promise you I'm not going to get mad at you. I'm not going to rebuke you. I'm not going to be wroth with you. I'm not going to be messed up with you. Look what it says in verse 10. He says, just as like, you know, like the hills are in there and every day, for the mountains should depart and the hills shall be shaken and removed. Yet my love and my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace and completeness be removed from you, says the Lord your God. Come on, somebody. The Lord who has compassion on you. Don't that sound like a good God? I sound like a faithful Jesus, you know what I'm saying? I got a covenant of peace with God. God's not mad at me. God's not upset with me. God loves me. God's for me. God before me. Who could be against me? You know this stuff. But this is what I'm saying. He's got a covenant of love, a covenant of peace. So here's my question. So if God's only got a good life laid up for me, why in the world would I not believe it and expect it in my life? That's the most important thing you do. You got to expect this stuff. So we've been talking about the power of the blessing, and today this is what I want you to do. As you take notes there, I want you to get this. The blessing of Abraham in the New Testament church is what, let's go to Galatians 3.13. Let's just read it, and I'm going to move it around a little bit, so stay with me. Galatians 3.13, then we're going to look at some stuff. Galatians 3.13 says this. Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me, because cursed is everything that hangs upon the tree. 14 says about the blessing. They're going to go there. The blessing of Abraham might come on you and me through Jesus Christ, the Gentile, through faith in him. Okay? Now look at 13. Here we go. Pop it up there. Let them see it. Great. Because you need to read it sometimes. It gets in your eye, and then it gets in your ear, and it kind of gets in your heart. So when you see it, it's good for you. Christ redeemed me. It's good to hear me say it, but it's better you read it. Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Do you see that? Amen? Isn't that good? So Jesus said what? He said, I redeem you from the curse of the law, being made a curse for you. Okay? 
Now look at verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through faith and through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith, I should say. Now wait a minute. So he starts talking about Jesus explains that he went to the cross to take the curse off of you to put the blessing of Abraham on you. Okay, what's the question is this then, church? What's the blessing of Abraham? See what I'm saying? Now, this is what starts, your wheels start spinning because you start going, well, if I, well, I don't even know what I got. How in the world you don't know what you got? How are you going to put a demand on it if you don't know what it is? I didn't even know I got the blessing of Abraham. What in the world is the blessing of Abraham? And what in the world did Abraham get me by faith? So much so that Jesus went to the cross to take it. Now, this is the part you got to click over. If Jesus went to the cross by faith to take the curse on him and put the blessing on you, what is in the power of the blessing that it was so important to Jesus to go to the cross to take it? Now, we see the cross like, oh, he went and took it so we can go to heaven. No, not just go to heaven. He went to the cross to take it so you can have heaven on earth. Amen? Because the blessing was more than just you go to heaven. The blessing was what? You could be blessed in the earth. Now, this is the thing. Now, the demand of revelation comes into effect the moment you have faith for it. You understand that? Does that make sense? You can't put a demand on what you don't know. But once you know it, now I don't have to settle for anything less than what God said. That's the problem with the church. We're wandering around like we like vagabonds or something like that. No, no, no. You don't understand. The blessing of God has been laid up for you. Now, I want you to see this, and you need to pull this in because this is very important. Because what you have to understand is that the blessing of Abraham came on you through what Jesus did on the cross. But here's the big thing. What's that got to do with me and you? It's got everything to do. Go to Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. We kind of been here, but we got to kind of sit in there. Go to Deuteronomy 28.1. Let them see it in the King James. We're going to read about the first seven, eight verses because you got to click in your, you got to click this over. With the blessing of Abraham. Now, this is what I want you to know. The blessing of Abraham in the New Testament equals the promises of God. Just write that down. What does that mean? That means the blessing of Abraham gave me and you access. And we all know what the blessing was. Abraham believed God, the first guy with promise to believe God. And when he believed God, God gave him the faith to what? Launch into motion the blessing of what Jesus was going to do on the cross. That transfer right there was put in motion because of Abraham's faith. Because man was separated in Adam unto sin. Somebody had to come and pay the price to get a new race of man in the earth through Abraham to get Jesus, because Jesus, I'm going to show you this, Jesus took the seed of Abraham on him, and was ability that Jesus received was because of the blessing, not because he was the son of God. Now that right there is going to stretch your mental capacity. Did this guy just tell me that the reason why Jesus was able to do what he did in the earth was not because he was the son of God, is because the blessing of God was on him? You better believe it. Because he had the blessing that came on Abraham, came on Jesus, and everything Jesus did was in the power of the blessing. Now, humanity and religion is going to try to tell you, oh, no, no, no. Jesus had the special stuff. Yeah, Jesus had the special stuff called the blessing of God, and that same special stuff and that blessing's on you. You better get that. 
Because this is what people want to do. They want to separate association from Jesus and live beneath where God put them. I made you an heir. Take your spot. Now, I gotta, this is going to be teaching today because i got to undo a lot of mind assignments in your head that make you think, well, that ain't for me. Well, it is for you. Look at Deuteronomy 28.1. We're going to read it real slow. We're going to read the first seven, eight verses. This is the blessing. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee high above all the nations of the earth. Now, you got to understand something. Remember when Abraham believed God? What did he do? He took him outside and showed him what? The stars in the sky. You know what that was? That was the blessing. He showed him what the blessing. He said, I'm going to multiply your descendants upon all the earth. Your seed will be great. That was the power of the multiplication of the blessing. He told him, he said, I'll multiply you. What do you think he was showing Abraham when he showed him the stars in the sky? He showed him the blessing. I know, guys, this was a, it's going to stretch your capacity to think. Because this is what happens is, well, if I'm blessed, why in the world does my life not look blessed? Why does my stuff not look blessed? Because you got to get a revelation in this thing, and then you got to stand your ground in faith, and you got to speak it. I'm going to show you in a minute, okay? Let me just read it, and you see it, okay? Pop that up there, let me see, right? And the Lord and I got, look at verse 2, here we go. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou hearken diligently in the voice of the Lord of God. Overtake means overwhelm me. I got it over there. I'll show you what it is. How about this one? You want to know what overtake means in the Hebrew? Because it's good that you see this stuff. And you're going to like it. I'm telling you what, you're going to love this stuff today. It'll take over your life. It'll overwhelm you. It'll engulf you. It'll pile up on you. It'll cover over you. It'll load you up. It will be an excessive amount. It'll be an avalanche, a heap, a swamp, an overflow, a flood. Come on, somebody. That's what God said. I want to flood you with this thing. I want to overflow you with this thing. I want to change your life with this thing. Come on, this is what you're saying. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I'm blessed. Come on, somebody. I'm blessed. Amen? Look at verse 3. Now, keep going now. You got to pull this in. Just read it. Look at verse 3. Let them see this now. you blessed. Blessed thou shalt be in the city. Blessed thou shalt be in the field. Blessed. Keep going. Blessed you shall be when the fruit of your body. That's your kids. The fruit of your ground. The fruit of your cattle, the increase of the kin, the flocks and the sheep, everything you got is blessed. Everything I touch is blessed. My business is blessed. Your business is blessed. All you business people need to say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed everywhere I go. Your finances are blessed. I'm blessed. Come on, what's the blessing? Man, let me tell you something. You start speaking the blessing, you can't lose no money. You better, somebody better say amen. amen. Did you hear what I just said? You make your money God's money, that's blessed money. Come on, somebody. That's God. And the blessed thou shalt be when thou goes. How many of you know you're blessed to coming and going? Amen. You know, how many sometimes, you know, it, you didn't leave blessed. Now you're going to leave blessed. How many of you come into some stuff? You didn't come in blessed. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. Amen. I don't lose. I win. Come on, somebody right here. The Lord, now listen, the Lord shall what? Command. That's God. I command. That means he spoke it over you. I commanded this blessing unto thee, right? But in the storehouse and all that thy settest thy hand to do. You, you better read that. You better read that. The Lord said he blessed the work of your hands. Everything you set your hand to is blessed. You see that? Everything you say, what's that mean? Everything you venture to do is blessed. Your business is blessed. Your life is blessed. Your kids are blessed. Stuff is blessed. Now, what does blessed mean? Empowered to prosper. Write that down. Blessed means empowered to prosper. So if it's empowered to prosper, why in the heaven are you looking at everything else 
that's telling you it's not prospering. You ain't living in the economy. You're not living in the, the administration. You're not living in this stuff. You're living in the blessing. You got to get brainwashed by the blessing, amen? You got to get brainwashed by the word of God. Look what it says here. And he shall command, put that up there, let them see that. He shall command the blessing to come upon you. Now, when you read this right now, you got to pull this thing in, because when you see this thing here, the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee, and all thy settest thy hand to do, he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth you. You mean blessed wherever you are. Look at verse 9. We ain't done. Right? Just keep going. The Lord shall command it, right? Look at this. Keep going. Pop the next one up there. Because this is what you got to understand about this stuff. This thing ain't stopping just because you've got to be a revelation. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people in himself as he has sworn in thee. If thou shalt keep his commandments, the Lord thy God, and walk in his ways. He said, your enemies cannot stand against you. He said, it. now watch this, watch this, watch this. It's the power of the blessing. Now, the blessing means I'm empowered to prosper. Right? So where's my life, where's my life need some growth? Now, now pull this in and go slow, because I'll show you this, all right? Now, I want you to see these scriptures. They're going to help you. Come over here to Deuteronomy. Go over here. Um, let me read Deuteronomy 28, 28. Let's just look at this. 28 and verse 8. Let's just look at that one one more time. Just go up one. The Lord shall command a blessing upon you, and all thy said is thy hand to do. The Lord thy God shall give it thee. Okay, now did you pull that in? Now I want you to see this, okay? If you look at Genesis 28.4, it sounds exactly like he made the promise to Abraham when Abraham offered up Isaac. So go to Deuteronomy, I'm sorry, Genesis 28.4 and see this thing, okay? Now this, we got Genesis 24. Hey, watch this. And, um, you got that? And God said this. Now he offered up Abraham, Abraham offered up Isaac. And give thee the blessing of Abraham. Go to verse like one. Let me just, just start with 28 1, because I'm trying to go quick and going quick don't work. Go to Genesis 28 1. You need to pull this in and you're going to see this. Just ride up there and see this, because you got to get this understanding. Now he talks about this thing in Genesis and he explains that the blessing is an empowerment factor. If you could do it, great. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him. See, this thing's been happening all the while. When God wants somebody to do something, he blesses them. He empowers them to prosper, and then the blessing produces the results. Is that okay? I got to get God to bless my golf game. It needs a lot of work, man. It's so bad. It's really bad. It's really miserable. Maybe he can work there. It needs prayer. Uh, intercede for me. Yeah, start interceding for me. Somebody start working. Yeah, put that on there. Just start praying for me, man. I need help, man. Yeah, why are you raising your hand in the back like you're going to witness? Man, it came off the rail. It looks so good. You know, it looks so good. I, I was practicing. It looked great, man. Everything was going great. It was just like, whew. I was like, this is awesome. Praise the Lord. And then all of a sudden, you go to put it to work, and it just falls apart. Sounds like the devil. Come on, somebody. Read the Bible. So the devil's on the golf course. I figured it out. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Cana. Okay, I got you. Why? Because here's the big thing. The blessing takes obedience. That's the problem, people. They say, well, you know, I'm blessed. But guess what? You still got to obey. And that's where some of you, oh, I feel the Lord in this one. That's where some of you mess up. Well, I'm blessed, but you make dumb decisions and walk out of the blessing of God because you're making wrong choices. Okay, here we go. Now I'm meddling. Says, well, you know, I'm blessed. Yeah, you're blessed, but if you connect yourself to people that are not blessed, guess what you do? You start affecting the blessing on your life. 
I'm going to repeat that again. I like this. I'm right where I need to be. See, I'm blessed. Who are you blessed? But again, God would say, God says no about where you're taking your blessing. You better pay attention because some of you are stopping the blessing of God coming on your life because you are associating with the wrong people. Abraham was blessed, and him and Lot one day started having problems, and he said, look, we cannot stay associated anymore. We have to divide ourselves because of strife and wrong association. Guess what happened? God said, where do you want to go? He said, I'll go this way. He said, look up now and see what you could not see before, because when you're not in the right relationship, you can't see straight. I'm going to say this again, because I really am doing good here. If you want the blessing of God to be effectual in your life, you're going to have to stay connected to obedience. Arise and go. Take the house of Bethel and keep going. And go where I tell you and pick the lady I tell you to pick. Ooh, somebody better say amen. He told him where to go. He said, go get the daughter of Laban, thy mother, brother. Ooh, come on. Verse 3, keep going. Right? And he said, and God will make thee what? Almighty. And God Almighty bless thee and make thee fruitful and multiply that thou mayest be a multitude of people. He said, if you obey, this blessing will multiply. But if you disobey, you'll short circuit the blessing of God. And you're like, oh, come on, somebody. You don't want to hear me. Why is my life like it is? Why is my life like it is, old Pastor Chris? Come to my office and see me crying. Why is my life like this? I know why you like that. You don't listen. I'm on a metal. Just look straight ahead. Nobody will know. Come on. I'm on a medal because you're blessed, and then you go attach yourself to this nonsense, and then wonder why it's not, why is it affecting your blessing? Because you ain't obedient. I don't know what's going on. I do. <laughs> now, listen, I'm not picking on you. I love you. But how in the world are you going to take the blessing and attach it to this mess and then say, God, God don't bless no mess? God don't bless no mess. God blesses faithfulness and obedience. Amen. How bad you want it? How bad you want it? Then you better give some stuff up God told you to give up. And I got news for you. If God tell you to give it up, it ain't no good for you anyway. Why do you want to touch stuff God told you ain't no good? Now, I used, to get, I used to yell at my mama. I used to tell you this. My mom's here so she could throw something at me. But I was like, oh, you're a big meanie. Remember I used to have my bike. You know when you were a kid, you want to ride your bike in the street? You know, you want to go do something with your bike? Y'all lie. Y'all come to church and lie. It's really bad. You know, you used to think your mom was a big meanie, right? Why won't she let me do this? She's so mean. You know, my kids do the same thing. You so mean. You so mean, big meanie. No, man, she's trying to keep you safe, ding dong. I'm 50 years old. I finally woke up. Your mama's just trying to keep you safe. She's still talking stuff to you. Your mama's still telling you stuff. Why? Because she loves you. You understand this? Your mama be telling you stuff. You'd be 105 years old. You'd still be telling your kids something. Because you're trying to help them. God's like, look, if I tell you no, no means no because of a reason. I'm trying to stop you from messing up the blessing on your life. Oh, I want what I want. Oh, you're going to get what you get then. I'm going to preach a sermon. You got what you wanted, but I hope you want what you got. Woo! You feel it in here? Woo! I'm in love, Pastor Chris. No, you in heat. You ain't in love. You in heat. You need to go chill out. I'm going to send some of you to the dry freezer. What is that thing? What is that, a freezer? He got freezers. Get him a bar of freezer. I'm going to put some of you in the freezer for a while let you cool off. You know what I'm saying? They're all like, I'm in love. I got me a stud. No, you got a spud. He's a potato head. He don't got nothing. Leave Mr. Potato Head alone. Now they're messing with Mr. Potato Head too, all these nut jobs, right? They don't even know if you're supposed to have. These people are crazy, man. 
People are crazy. I'm gonna get. Uh, I got security in here, so nothing can happen. There's secret security in here. They can't get me. Plus, there's a back door I can get out. Don't try to come get. Are you people crazy? Now they can't even figure out the cat in the hat and all this other stuff. What is wrong with these people? These people are nuts. I gotta run the country. I'm gonna. I need to run the country. It'll be right. Don't you, Billy? You got my vote? Good. All right. Good. Come on. The blessing. Amen. But here's under. I know I'm picking on you a little bit, but I love you. Keep connected to the blessing by walking in obedience. Write that down. Write that down. You stay connected to the blessing by walking in obedience. Well, I, I'm not, I don't want to obey. I don't want to do what I want to do. Then don't get mad when the blessing gets messed up. If you shall hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God and obey all his commandments. They're not just written commandments. They're spoken, led of the Lord. Then it teaches you obedience. Now, you don't understand when I say that. God loves you. He's long-suffering. But come on, man. Follow the plan, man. You're messing it up. Look what he said. Leave that scripture up there. Pop up. He said, go where I tell you to go. Do what I tell you to do. Walk out what I tell you to walk out. Okay, praise God. And then you're going to be blessed. See what I'm saying? So I might be hurting the blessing because of my lack of obedience. Remember, I told him this a little couple weeks ago. The promises of God are what make you spiritually grow. Nothing else. See, God's, God's not a do and thou and do and don't, don't God. That's baloney. God's not mad at you, messed up. God doesn't do this, don't do that, do this. No, God says, here, free will. Here's promise, how bad you want it. And if you want the promise bad enough, it'll change the way you think, walk, talk, it'll change everything about you. But if you don't want the promise bad enough, you'll forfeit it and just go do what you want to go do. But you ain't that kind of people. Because I raised you right here. You know what I mean? You're like, no, I want that promise more than I want what I want. Good, then you got to conform to it. And you got to speak, and you gotta, I'm going to show you in a minute. But look what it says here. Pull this in, right? Look at verse 4 now. Here's where we started, right? And give the, now put three, put three back up there, because you got to be ready for four, because I go too fast sometimes. And God Almighty shall bless thee. Did he not tell him the acts of obedience? Go back to verse 1. We got to do this over. Okay? Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said, Pay attention where I'm leading you, kid. Make the decision you need. He's talking about a wife. He said, I'm telling you where to find one. I'm t- now, listen, don't just take that. He's saying everything. I'm showing how to lead you. I'm showing how to guide you. I'm showing how to help you, God was saying. You understand this? Listen and follow what I'm telling you. Not just that. In the decisions of life, I'm leading you and guiding you. That's Romans, right? Be led by the Spirit. Now, look at verse 3 now and put it together. And God Almighty will bless thee if you obey. And he'll make you fruitful and multiply you as a great nation and a great people. Watch verse 4. And give thee the blessing of Abraham. He said, look, he said, if you stay in this place of obedience, I'll give you this blessing to Abraham to thee and your kids and the seed after that. And you're going to inherit the earth and the land where there was a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. You're going to get the blessing that Abraham got with his faith as long as you stay in obedience. Do you see it? You didn't have to do nothing to get it. All you got to do is obey to stay in it. Abraham had to use his faith to get it. He's the father of us all. Now, I want to show you something here. Now, watch this. Go to Hebrews 2. You ready for this? Because I know. You know what's funny in here? I run air traffic control so you can hear from heaven. It's okay. Now, Hebrews 2.14. Everybody say Hebrews 2.14. Go, go there. You see this? It's a little deep today, I know. You'll catch up. You see this? Why isn't it working? You got to stay in obedience. See it? Now watch this. For as much then as the children of Israel 
are, are, are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also likewise, now he's talking about Jesus, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Keep going, right? Look at 15. Keep, watch this one. Man, I'm telling you, this stuff is going to be good because you got to see this now, right? So as they keep going, I know that thing sticks a little bit, but smack it around, right, and get it rocking. Because here's the thing you got to understand. He took upon him the same position. you got to get this, okay? Okay? Now watch this. The devil, you got the next one? I know, it's stupid sometimes. Come on. So anyway, right? Come on, it'll go. And if not, I'll go there. And deliver them through who fear death, all right? Those who fear death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Great. Keep going. Now, this is the thing you got to really pull in because you're going to see something here that's going to really help you change your life. Because the thing you got to understand is this, because we were subject to death, but not anymore. We were messed up in this thing, but not anymore. For verily he took, now this is Jesus, he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him, the seed of Abraham. Wait a minute, man. He's talking about Jesus. I'm going to prove it to you. Keep going. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be merciful and faithful high priest in all things that pertain to God, to make reconciliation for their sins of what? Of them all. Every one of us. Talk about Jesus. What do you mean Jesus took on him the seed of Abraham? He took on the seed of man. But he took on him the seed of the new man, the new man in Christ. So you telling me Jesus, by, by this act of being born in the earth, took upon him the seed of Abraham? That's exactly what I'm telling you. So Jesus was born into the blessing, and all Jesus did was enforce the blessing that was on his life. And this is the crazy part. You want to see something really cool? Now pay attention. Abraham believes God for Jesus and what Jesus is going to do and gets the faith, resurrection power faith, on credit for what Jesus was going to do on the cross over here and gets the blessing put on him that Jesus was going to manifest by his life over there on the cross Abraham walks in the blessing of what Jesus was going to do before Jesus did it. And Jesus, because of his act on the cross, has come through the blessing to basically manifest in the earth everything he promised me and you we could have. Okay, now watch this. Now just pull it in slow. So Abraham believes God. Jesus is coming up. Jesus then gets into the blessing when he comes into the earth, born of a virgin. And the power in that blessing has now Give him the access to do everything he did in the earth. Not because he was the son of God, but because he was the son of man with the blessing on him. Okay? Now, what's that mean? That's fancy to say this. You were born the same way. When you were born in Adam, you were born in sin. But when you got born again, you got born into the blessing. The same blessing that was on Abraham, because of his faith, is the same blessing that was on Jesus because of his obedience and the same blessing empowered Jesus to prosper in the earth even when the earth wasn't giving it up like it was, the blessing produced it. 
The blessing that's on Jesus is the same blessing that was on Abraham that prospered him and made him a great nation. That same blessing is how we're born again into the earth. That blessing ain't something you got to fight for. That blessing ain't something you got to strive for. That blessing's part of your birthright, and now all you got to do is enforce it by faith in the earth. And the earth knows it's got to give you what it's determined to give you. But the thing is, you got to renew your mind to the blessing. You're over there living beneath. Ah, I don't know. You know, I'm just happy if I don't got no problem. That ain't part of the blessing. Amen. That ain't part of the blessing. Amen. The blessing of God is more. Every area of your life. Well, you say, I don't know what that, but that blessing keeps your mind sound. That blessing keeps your body healed. That blessing keeps you well. That blessing keeps you happy. That blessing fights off depression. That blessing fights off the drama. That ble- I'm, ble- I'm empowered to prosper in my mind. I'm empowered to prosper in my body. I'm empowered to prosper in my business. I'm empowered to prosper in my kids. Come on, somebody. You're empowered to prosper everywhere. And people are like, I don't know if I, it's for you. Now, I know. I'm stretching your head. Because this dude just tell me Jesus was born in Abraham's blessing? Yes, I did. Why do I got to know that for? Because that's what you were born in. That thing's mine? Yeah, okay, watch. Go to, go to James chapter 3. Go on now. Now here's the problem. Here's the biggest problem with it. You don't speak like that. See, here's the thing. If you don't know it, you ain't going to talk about it. You you understand what I'm saying? You're going to talk different than it. You're going to talk outside of the lines of the blessing even though you're the blessed one. Because you're going to live by reason. You don't live by reason. You walk by faith and not by sight. Everybody say this. I'm going to start training myself to talk in the blessing. Don't come out. You are not allowed to have an emotional response no more. This, I'm going to tell you right now, it's gonna, rubber's going to meet the road up in here. You are not allowed to have an emotional response no more. Take your emotional response to God in private, but don't you open your mouth about anything in public outside of this blessing. I'm going to work you today. I know I'm working you over today. Today ain't fun. You ain't want to run around the room today. But when you leave here, you're going to run around in life. Sometimes you come in here, you know, like, oh, we're going to run around the room today? Nah, we ain't running around the room today in here. It's okay. But you're going to go outside. You're going to go run around in life. Because I'm not going to. See, you have no room for emotional response. You're not allowed to. And then people say, well, you know, that's rough. That ain't rough. That's kingdom. Because, look, you could be a perfect man. Look, I'm going to show you right now now. People say this. Well, nobody's perfect. Baloney. Baloney. You could be perfect. If you watch what comes out of your mouth, you're a perfect man in the earth and woman. Nobody's perfect. You can walk in perfection. The words in your mouth. You know what I'm saying like that? That's to get the set in a bar, man. You guys, you guys are going to do this. Everybody likes this. Nobody doesn't like this. You know what I'm saying? See, the anointing took, took time today. Even the first service. Took about three quarters of the way to get through because I'm working your head so hard right now. If I could see inside your head right now, some of you ain't going to be a pretty picture. Because I'm messing you up because I'm challenging you to stop settling for less and take God's best. And some of you are realizing this. You're the reason why you settle because you compromise. This place, I don't allow weak. I crush it. But I'm giving you capacity to do it, man. Without the anointing, you can't do this stuff. 
But I've set a standard so high in here spiritually, you can't walk in here and not allow it to affect you. That's why people don't like it. It's like an incubator of like success. It messes with your head. I look, guys. I know what I'm doing, man. I'm not good at anything else. Just leave me here. I'm not doing it on purpose. But I'm. Not, you know what I'm doing? I'm detaching you. I am allowing you to be detached from the wrong thinking you have in your mind in this atmosphere. It's up to you whether you're going to keep it, whether you leave the building or not. That's not my responsibility. That's up to you. But I'm fighting through your mind dealing and giving you the access. You don't even realize it's going on. Giving you the access to like say, that's it. My decision making has been bad this last season, but it ain't going to be bad no more because I don't want what I want. I want what God wants. And people are going to leave this room empowered to do whatever God told you to do. Now you're in the rubber of the road between your head and nowhere else. It's this battle's between your ears, man. And if you say, yeah, it's me, guess what? You're going to say, no, God, I want what you want. And when you want that, bam, your life's going to take off because you're going to stay in the blessing. So now be, be not many masters. You're going to receive greater condemnation, okay? So I'm almost done. So let's go. Give me, give me five minutes. And I'm out. Boom, go. For in many things we offend all. But if any man offend not in word, this name is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body. Now I want you to see this. Now watch this now. Now I've been telling you this. I told you this a hundred times, but some of you are going to see it today. He says this. He says, if you can keep your mouth, you can bridle your body. Okay, you know what that means? You know what that means? Your mouth's steering your life. Now, you got to sit here, meditate, marinate, catch this. He talks about a bit in a horse's mouth. We're going to read it. He talks about the rudder of the ship. We're going to read it. He said, where the bit goes, horse is gone. Where the rudder goes, where your tongue goes, your life goes. It's a law. Can't undo it. For the law, Romans 8 and 1, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. Two laws in the earth. Life in Christ, sin and death. Your tongue connects you to either one. I, I'll show you this too. Go to... Let's go here. After this, we're going to go to Romans 10, but just not yet. I, you give me five minutes right here, I'm going to change your world, okay? I'm telling you, just give me this, okay? So there's two laws. Everybody say two laws. Life in Christ, sin and death. Your tongue connects you to either one. And many things we offend, but if you can watch your mouth, you won't offend yourself. It'd be perfect. Look at verse three. Here we go. Put a bit in a horse's mouth, you steer him. Okay? Where the what goes, the bit goes, the horse goes. Where the reins go, the horse goes. Put a rudder on a ship. Ship, it's great. In the wind, in the waves, but if you turn the wheel, where's the boat go? Come on, guys, you guys have been in seas. What happens when you go, you've seen TV, turn it, it goes. Even though it's rough, you can get out. Turn about with a very small, wherever it goes, it'll get there. Look at verse five. Here we go. Even so, the tongue's a little member, it'll light all hell on fire. He said, your tongue's evil, full of deadly poison. Look at verse six. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. That's sin. So was the tongue among your members. It defiled the whole body and set on fire the course of nature. It is of set on fire from hell itself. 
Ain't that something, right? He said, your tongue, man, is dangerous. Every kind of beast and bird can be tamed, but nobody's taming the tongue. Keep going. No man can tame it. It's evil and full of deadly poison. You sound like you're talking about a rattlesnake for crying out loud. He's talking about your tongue in your mouth. He said, that thing's dangerous. It's deadly. Let all hell on fire. Right? Your mouth, your tongue. Look at this. Verse 9. Woo! Therefore, now watch this now. With that tongue we, and with that tongue we curse who look like the image of God. What did he say with that tongue? He said, your tongue is connecting you to the blessing. Your tongue is connecting you to curse. Man, in, 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 in the book of, you can read Deuteronomy, and you can see this. Moses brings the, the, the Levites into the valley, and in the valley, there's two mountains. There's the mountain Ebal and the other one over there. I don't know the name of it. And there's two mountains, and he says, some of the Levites go on that mountain, and some of the Levites go on that mountain, and he gets in the valley, and in the valley, he said, okay, here's the blessing, and here's the curse. And he said, he recited it on this mountain, and he recited it on that mountain, the curse, and he said this, and he said, you in the, you in the middle of the valley. Basically, you know what he's saying? You're going to figure out where you're going to connect yourself to, and the bottom line is this, the words of your mouth are going to connect you to one place or the other place, and he explained it to them. You understand this? He pronounced it. It's Deuteronomy. You understand this stuff. He spoke it, and he knew once it's been spoken and decreed, but your mouth connects you to it. Now, watch this. He said, these things ought not to be so. Watch the next verse. Watch this. You're going to like this, right? He said, why? He said, out of the same mouth proceed blessings and cursing. My brother, these things ought not to be so. Watch 11. Read it when you get it. Watch this. He's saying this. He goes, why? He goes, because out of the same mouth, blessings and cursing, he said, this is a well. Shouldn't be. Doth the fountain send forth out of the same place, sweet and bitter? Nope. Now, here's the thing. You ready for this? Now, watch this. Now go to Romans, go to Romans 10. Let's go to like Romans 10. And you, know, you see this? He's saying what? He's saying, now, he's talking about the words of your mouth. He's talking about the words of your mouth. So go to Romans 10, I'm gonna show you this. So I'm in this thing, and this is the question I ask myself, and I'm asking you this, and then we're done. I say, God, how in the world can I be so spiritually on it one minute and so spiritually stupid the next? I didn't say you, I said me. My words are connected to the wisdom of God one minute, and then I'm talking like a complete moron the next. Okay, that's not you guys, but anyway, right? <clears throat> now, I know what you're thinking in here today. How in the world could one minute I be spiritually sound in wisdom, and the next minute I'm talking like a total goober? How is this happening? Because out of the abundance of the heart, Mark says this, out of the abundance of the heart, let them out speak. So I'm saying, how in the world, out of my heart, could garbage be coming out one minute and the word of God be coming out the next? Somebody help me understand this thing because I cannot get this perplexity out of my head. I don't know what's going on. And I sought God about it. You understand this? So what is he saying? He's saying, because with your mouth, you're connecting yourself to the blessing. And with your mouth, you're connecting yourself to the curse. It's up to you. And I got it. Death and life, you know this one. Death and life is in the power of the tongue that it'll love it, eat the fruit thereof. You know this one, right? But here's what I'm saying. I said, how in the world am I doing this? And I really got it. How am I letting my words connect me to the law and spirit of life in Christ, which is giving me freedom, but then my words are connecting me to sin and death? So you're walking around going like this. I got five bucks in my pocket, right? 
and you feel like you're broke, but the gospel says, by his riches and glory, I'm blessed. I'm blessed, no more toil. I'm blessed, the increase. I'm blessed with favor. I'm blessed. So what am I going to do? I got to make a decision. The decision is, I'm going to walk by faith or I'm going to walk by sight. Once you choose, I'm rich because he made me rich, guess what you do? You just broke out of the law of sin and death, and now you're in the law of pro- prosperity and non-poverty. You're in the blessing. But it's all decision. And then the words got to connect with the decision to activate the stuff you need in life. You're sick. You got the doctor report. You got to list the doctor's report. Doctor says you're going to die. You go in there and say, by his stripes, you're healed. What are you going to do? You going to believe the death or you going to believe the blessed? When you say, all right, by his stripes, I believe I'm healed, guess what you do? Now you got to get your words to line up with what you believe, not what you see. And the minute you start doing it, you start allowing the blessing to kick in. Are you, you kind of seeing this mentality? You got to get your words to line up where you want to go, not what you see. They take you there. You see it? So this is what I'm saying. So now look at this right here. Look at Romans 10, and you're going to see this, and I want you to see this. Because I kept asking myself this question. I said, Lord, look, all right, look at verse, let's look at uh, Romans 10. Let's start with, um, you can start with, um, you can start with verse 6, okay? Start with Romans 10. And I, and I got this, and I was challenging myself. I said, why am I like this? And God said, faith is two places. Never heard a day in my life. Faith is two places. I knew on the inside. He said, faith is two places. Faith is two places. I said, what do you mean faith is two places? I had to go study it because I didn't know where it was. Faith is two places. And look what I found. But the righteousness, which is a faith which we speak on this wise, say not in thy heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above. Keep going. Or who shall what? Who descend up out of death? That's to bring Christ up again from the dead. Look at verse 8. But what say it? The word is nigh thee. The word is nigh thee. Even in thy mouth, and in thy heart. See, the word of God's two places is in your mouth and in your heart. The word of God's two places. That is the word of faith which we preach. Faith is two places. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. It's in your mouth and it's your... Words are in your mouth and words are in your heart. Words are in your mouth and words are in your heart. How do you get mountain-moving faith? When you get the words in your heart and the words in your mouth to agree. How do you get stuff to move in your life? When you get the words of your heart and the words in your mouth to agree. How do you get things not to work? Watch this. Faith's two places. It's in the words that are in your mouth and the words are in your heart. Here's the problem. With one side of me, I can dip into the thing and speak out of my flesh. And with the other side of me, I can speak out of the spirit. You're the only being on the face of the earth can do that. God can't even do that. Because God only speaks the truth. And God only speaks life. The devil can't do it because all he speaks is death and he's a liar. But you can dip into either well because you're the only being that has two parts there. Now, you should transform yourself, but here's the key. If I'm not careful, I'll speak out of the wrong reservoir and speak things that don't line me up to what I've been made in Christ Jesus. I'll speak out of the old side of me, not because that nature is within me, but I have an unrenewed mind to the new me. And the only problem we got is we speak out of the wrong place because we have unrenewed mind that will be made and created. The moment you start challenging yourself to understand you've been made in this blessing, and the only thing you allow to come out of your mouth is what the blessing says about you, you're going to change the course of your life forever, because what you're going to do is you're never going to let anything come out of your mouth that doesn't line up to what the blessing of God said about you, because nothing else is really part of you, because your life from this moment forward has been transformed. This is the problem you got. You don't have an old nature. You've got an unrenewed mind. The moment you start renewing your mind to this blessing, it just changed the course of your life because it changes the way you speak. The promises of God change the way you speak about yourself. 
because I'm not going to devalue what God has already placed value on. I refuse to do it. I'd rather say stuff I can't see. I'd rather say stuff I cannot see. You understand me? Then say the things I've already conceived like that. Can't do it. You got to change your speaking and put it on another playing field because you got to figure out what you've been made in Christ Jesus. And this is the key with this. Because even though God did it for you, you can play, even though God did this for you, and even though it's laid out for you, you got to make some decisions that is going to connect your life. And the only thing that connects, now you got to see this, even though you've been made it, you got to connect your life to it with the words of your mouth. Does that make sense? I can't say nothing outside of this thing. I'd rather say nothing than say something outside of this. Because every time I say something outside of it, I step away from what God made for me to have. You pulling it in? You understand what I'm saying? This blessing's on your life. This is how in the world, why do you think he says, call those things that be not as though they were? What is he talking about? He's talking about, no, nah, I don't want you to call it what you see, because what you see can be changed. It's temporal. The substance of the blessing of God on your life creates a brand new reality for you. Problem is, we call it the way we're calling it the way it looks. Stop calling it the way it looks and call it the way you want it to be. That blessing speaks in a different dimension, man. But you got to know you're blessed. Now here's the thing: we're trying, we're trying to get qualified for it. What do you mean qualified for it? You were born into it. See this all And let me tell you something. Now this is what I had to get to. What do you mean you can't undo what you've been born into? People think they're. Listen to me. You can't take it off you. You've been born in it. The only way you screw it up is you don't walk in obedience because you walk away from it. If you do this, you'll eat the good of the land. Just be obedient. You can't, listen, you can't take off what God put on you. But the only thing you can do is walk in disobedience sometimes because I want what I want rather than what God wants, and I affect it on my life. The greater level of my obedience, the greater level of the blessing I will receive. You see it? Stay in line with it. Check in with God. Hey, am I going the right direction? He'll lead you, man. But I promise you this. Bless. Bless coming. Bless going. And the words of your mouth activate it. Because this is what I've seen. It's already in motion. It's already been play. It's already moving, man. He said, from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jesus, your house, your kids, your grandkids, that blessing is on their life, amen? It can't come off them, man. All you got to do is keep your mouth in line. And I'm going to tell you right now, some of you are messing, well, then that kid ain't going to serve. Man, hush your mouth. That kid's going to serve God all the days of his life. Next time that joker comes home and looks at you like tilted head and don't know what he's doing, stick your finger in his face and say, the blessing of God's on you. You can't run away from it. You can't hide from it. You can't run. It'll be waiting for you when you wake up. I don't care. You want to act like a prodigal? Act like a prodigal. I can tell that blessing be waiting when the day you wake up. And I'll be waiting there too. You got to activate this stuff. That's what's something. Now, listen, I'm in the spirit right now, and you got to understand this. You got to clean up your act. You don't want it bad enough yet. I'm dealing with a bunch of babies, not you. You guys are developed. I'm being serious. But these people get, well, I want what I want. No, you don't get what you want. You're not allowed to get what you want in the kingdom. How about you want this thing? How about you want this thing? 
How about you want that next level life? How about you want to tell the devil something? Tell the devil. I'm going to tell you something about the devil. The devil's scared of me. Nitwit wants to run around scaring, freaking people out, getting y'all scared. You want power so you, you can get your mind back and you got power and dominion over this stuff? You start walking in obedience. And he, the devil starts going, well, I want to tell you who you are. I say, let me tell you something, bro. You picked on the wrong dude to try to tell who you are. Let me tell you who you are. You're going to stand strong in the Lord and empower his mind. Don't give up ground in the blessing, man. Stay in the obedience of what he's asking you to do. And when you flip this thing around, you're going to have power, and you're going to have the anointing, and you're going to have the ability, and you're going to have stuff you didn't have before. And I promise you, and I tell you, God ain't taking nothing from you. He's trying to get everything to you. My God in heaven, he empower you to prosper in everything. He wants you blessed. And you walk around, I'm blessed, man. And you got to get a revelation of blessed. Blessed ain't little. Blessed is big. Overtaking, overflowing, supernatural. Blessed is God. Every time it moves, say the blessing of God's on my life. The blessing's on my house. Go home today and walk around. I'm blessed in this city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I come. I'm blessed when I put my hands. I'm blessed. I've been empowered to prosper by God. And I'm not going to undo it. And I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you something. The blessing is the seed factor of your life. I can prove it to you. He said in Hebrews, he said, not only the seeds as of many, but the one seed, the Christ. Seed. That one seed, Christ, can, the, the Holy Spirit within you can create every promise God gave to you. Did you get that? The Holy Spirit that God gave you can create and manifest every promise God gave you in that Bible. That's why he said, seed one, Christ one, giving you all the promises, multiply. What was that? That was the promise of the blessing. You got it. You got seed form of everything. Now all you got to do is obey it and sow it. Sow your life. Sow it all. And get it all. And walk blessed. Your kids, 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 blessed because of the decisions you made. That's it. You change your life, and you start expecting it. What's the blessing of Abraham? Deuteronomy 28. But it's spoken. It's spoken. You got to speak what it says. And you can't say nothing different. I'm broke. Don't say that another day of your life. I can't afford. Hush your mouth. We can't live there. Be quiet. I can't do that. Be quiet. I can't have this. Be quiet. You open up one law or the other. There's only two laws in the earth. Life in Christ or sin and death. Your mouth connects you. He said you're in the valley. What? Death and life is in the power of the tongue. You put your tongue in life, you got un- unexpected. You got no, you got, you can expect the unexpectable. You put it into death, you can, you're bound. You can't go nowhere. You shut it down before you even got there because the words of your mouth keep you bound. Don't you go there. Keep the blessing in your mouth. Don't say nothing different than what the blessing of God says. That's all you say. Keep yourself connected to life. The more you keep yourself alive, you're going to see it. It's a law. Come on, stand up on your feet. I'm telling you, it's a law. You better get it. And some of you, I'm going to tell you what. As you take a minute right now, some of you are going to make a decision. You're going to change your life today. I'm telling you, you are. Some of you are going to literally change your life today because what you're going to do is you're not going to allow yourself, you're not going to allow yourself to stay in this thing you've been. Because some of you have been doing this for 20 years and it's time's up. Let's go. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm being serious. There ain't no more time for this thing. Let's go. I've been, I've been talking out of one well and talking out of the other well, and I've been talking to one place. And I've been, I got one foot in there, and I got one. Now, nah, faith's two places, man. Get in the right well. Get it in the right well and speak up out of your spirit, out of the place you need it. So I, I ain't talking like that no more. Some of you need to get new association of people. Yeah, they just talk nonsense. I ain't got no time to talk nonsense all day. I'm, I'm setting up my future with the words in my mouth. I'm, say, I'm changing my whole vernacular about how I'm going to say and speak over my life. I'm connecting my words with the blessing of God. I'm connecting my associations with the blessing of God. And I'm never going to be the same again. And some of you caught that seed form thing. I'm not limited by anything. My seed could create my tomorrow. I have no limitation. Because God gave me the power of a seed. There's nothing I can't become. And there's nothing I can't do. Because of the power of a seed promises put them in your heart change your life forever but you got to make a decision that's what people are doing in here today that's what today's been about all day long lift your hands to heaven close your eyes make a decision to go up make a decision to go to another level make a decision to be willing and obedient make a decision to sacrifice right now some people are laying stuff down some of you're going to be like some of you're going to be in that spot you're going to lay things down you're going to lay things down you're going to lay things down and you've been, you've been like, I'm laying this down, man. I'm done with this. I got something today. Something touched my heart. Something touched my heart today that made me know I got to make the assignment of life. Something touched my heart today and made me know I got to make a decision in life. Something touched my heart today and made me know. Now, right now, nobody's, nobody's watching you. You just tell God. You just tell God whatever you got to tell God. If you're making that next level decision, you do it. If you're making that next level choice, you do it right now. You say, you tell God right now in this atmosphere, tell God right now. Let's say this right now. Say, Jesus, I repent. I repent where I missed it. I'm sorry. I'm going to walk in greater obedience. I forgive myself. I walk in forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, for helping me. Let me only speak words that connect me to the blessing of God. I'm going to be faithful because you're faithful to me. Quicken me. Help me. Put a guard over my mouth. Let my decisions be pleasing to you. And let my ways be your ways. Let my thoughts be your thoughts. And let my ideas be your ideas. Help me be faithful to produce the word of God in my life and walk in obedience. I'm going to be led of the Lord. Romans 8:14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit, they're the sons of God, the daughters of God. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to live the life of obedience. Right now. Right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for touching me right now. Help me, Lord. Let me have clarity. Let me hear and let me know. Let me see. Let me understand. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. Come on, put your hands together. You did great.
That ain't easy today. You had to grind a little bit today. But I promise you this, when you leave this building, the decision you made will change your life forever. It'll change your life forever. It's one, one instruction life. Say, I ain't saying that no more. I ain't even going there. You know what some of you are going to do? The words of your mouth are making you depressed. It is. You ain't going to be allowed to talk like that about yourself no more, about your situation like that. The words of your mouth do. The Bible even says that. You depress yourself with the words of your mouth, you're only going to speak life. How in the world are you going to get depressed if all you speak is life? Now, not knocking the depression. I mean, people go through that. You know, like, all you do is speak life. Life's going to be everywhere. And that's it. There ain't no death. Death comes, depression comes from death words. Come on. Life, you just keep speaking life. Well, you keep speaking life. You're going to set an atmosphere you're going to want to be in. You're going to set an atmosphere where you want to be. You're getting ready to change your whole life. You watch. Mark my words. The people in this room that take and run with this thing are going to change their life forever, and that's you. Amen? God bless you. You did great today, man. Come put your hands together for you. I love you. Get out of here. Don't forget, next Sunday is Mother's Day. Bring your mom. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.